So today there are many questions. And uh, I would like to remind you also that uh, uh, this period of questions, you know, like uh, if some questions are not replied uh, in a satisfactory way or if you don't understand or if you uh, like to add a comment or uh, involve a little bit of a discussion, then you can, uh, you can just raise the point a little bit so that we can try to uh, uh, explain and bring more detail. So before we start uh, all the questions, then uh, I have to correct or to add one thing uh, regarding in the last time we s I said about the, the, the example of a, of a tree falling of a branch of a tree and then a bird on the branch. And uh, I said that a, a spiritually developed person will not fall if the, the branch is breaking. And then I reply in the sense uh, because the question was related to two uh, points. And the second point was, is it, was it that I meant that uh, the person can direct his rebirth when the, when the branch falls, when the branch uh, breaks? That means when one dies, is it possible to, uh, to, uh, to direct the rebirth? So I explain in that way. But uh, the example of a bird on a branch that uh, if the branch breaks, then the bird will not fall away like a fruit or you know like a coconut. It, 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 it can stay in the air, and this refers not necessarily to someone who will be able to uh, redirect uh, its uh, its uh, uh, future experience, its, its future uh, existence, but uh, uh, for somebody who has attained swatapanna. So somebody who has attained swatapanna, then uh, he cannot fall down. So he will, he will remain, he cannot fall down into uh, a lower existence because uh, he doesn't have the, uh, his mind will never be inclined and to, to, to commit things that, with, that will lead him uh, uh, down. So because of the, the, the purity of his mind, then the person cannot fall down. So this is another way. And one question here is, can we receive the merit that someone shared? Are there any correct method to receive shared merits? So, if we cannot receive the merit that someone shared, then it may be useless to share it. <laughs> but also, as a human being, then uh, we are also. It's possible for us to to to, to benefit from the from someone who is sharing. Uh, uh, is merit, or also someone can benefit from the sharing of our merit. So everybody can benefit in many ways. Like it depends which type of merit. So even if it's a subtle type, like the, 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 the merit that someone is making by the meditation, because you have different types of merit, no? So the, 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 the one of the subtle one is the merit we gain by the purity of our mind when we practice the meditation. So uh, the result of, the, of these uh, good actions is, uh, is the merit that is accumulated. And for example, when someone is doing meditation, as you know, then if you are peaceful and then if you are not angry, if your mind is very clear, then whoever comes in contact with you, then uh, automatically you're sharing your merit, you are influencing that person. But also, uh, just by the fact of sharing, then also you, don't, you may not see, but also the, 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 the purity of the mind will uh, radiate some vibrations, will, will radiate a type of uh, 
a type of energy that the other beings can can feel and also they can uh, they can benefit from that so actually there is no correct method to see, to, to to receive the, the share meal it's just to i think if someone is open to uh, to uh, the possibility that, uh, or if someone is uh, sensitive to, to feel the type of merit that other wants to share with ones, then, uh, then uh, it's okay. So here we are cultivating metta for ourselves, for our wholesome kamma, mainly as a meditation practice. But the Buddha radiated metta for all beings, I heard. So it's not necessarily that we are cultivating metta, I think. We are not cultivating metta necessarily for uh, to accumulate or to do wholesome karma. It's just like uh, the fact of practicing metta uh, will lead us to, to, to develop wholesome karma. And also... Like also, if the question is related to the medita- meditation practice, of course, like uh, we are cultivating it in the way that uh, it, it is integrated with our meditation. But meditation means the mind. So we are dealing with the, with the metta as a, as a volitional uh, mental formation. So of course, if the mind is uh, supported by deep uh, meditation, then that strong, that, that, that mental factors of loving kindness will be uh, more strong, huh? but also it will have an effect on the natural method that you will have or that we will have uh, when we are relating to, uh, to beings in general. So I don't, I, don't, I don't really know what the question means. So the Buddha radiated metta for all beings. Yes, of course, we, we should also radiate metta for all beings. So this, this should be a motivation, and uh, that motivation of sharing, or that motivation, motivation of uh, developing wholesome states of loving kindness, compassion, and uh, sympathetic joy will uh, uh, support our practice, but also it will be beneficial for, 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 for everyone. So another question related to that, could, rec- could we receive the Buddha's metta? Uh, now, because the Buddha is not here anymore, then uh, we cannot uh, receive it directly. But they say that the Buddha was such a powerful person that uh, just the fact of uh, him being in the universe, he left a trace, he left a mark. So, in some places, uh, we can feel, and also some people can, can see that uh, there is a print, like an historical event happen in some places. So we have places in the universe where it is charged with very strong energy. So where the Buddha lived, uh, if we go to these places, then we feel the purity, and we feel also still the, uh, the effect of, uh, of the, the very powerful uh, energy that was... Uh, all uh, put together when uh, when he was living there, but we are not receiving his meta as such. But we can feel some of his uh, uh, states, the states of uh, consciousness that he had achieved. 
could still be uh, you can we can kind of tune to that a little bit can we radiate meta that uh, any being can receive correctly yes if we really uh, cultivate meta then uh, mm, then beings will receive it correctly because the practice of metta is to, to attune yourself to the other beings so the beings will really feel uh, comfortable with your uh, state of mind. But uh, we can never say, you know, because uh, sometimes we can practice a very good metta and then really have a strong metta, but uh, sometimes uh, people may not receive it because they, they block themselves. Like we can see, like in the Buddha's time, then the Buddha didn't have any enemy, but still, that there were some uh, some beings, you know, that didn't like him, and but he had a lot of metta towards them, but they were not affected by that. In one talk, you refer to the Buddha sasana, the Buddha dispensation. Can you say what is meant by that? So. It means sasana, it means the teaching of the Buddha. And this refers to when the, the, the Buddha preach, when the Buddha expound and explain his, uh, his teaching, his Dhamma, then uh, uh, it started. And uh, it lasts, when the Buddha starts to, uh, to give his teaching, then uh, also when the Buddha appears, then this is called the, the dispensation of the Buddha. So this, as long as his teaching is, remains alive, like although the Buddha will have died, then if his teaching remains alive, then uh, uh, we are still in the Buddha sasana. And uh, it depends of the, of the, the Buddha, but the last Buddha said that uh, his own sasana uh, will last for about 5,000 uh, years, if I am correct. So within these 5,000 years, from the day of his uh, preaching the Dhamma, then uh, we can say that this is the Buddha, Buddha's dispensation. What is the difference between the five Indriyas and the five Balas? So, to remind you, the five Indriyas, they are like uh, uh, Sadda, Indriya, Sadda, Viriya, Sati, Samadhi, and Panya. So we have five Indriya. So Indriya means controlling faculty. And they, they control, Indra means a god or a ruler or a governor. So the function of a, of a ruler or someone who is in control is that uh, everyone is going to obey uh, his command. So in that sense, the Indriya there, they play the, the function of, uh, of ruling all the other mental factors. So all the mind is going to follow that, uh, that ruler or these uh, five rulers. So in that way, they are, uh, they are uh, functioning as, uh, as uh, the governor or, or the controllers. So they are called the controlling faculties. So they are called faculties, but also uh, when it refers to the bala, huh, uh, then it, they are the same, but uh, the, 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 the five, the five, they are the same, 
but uh, their function is different. So bala means strength. It means also power. So uh, these five faculties will have, uh, instead of being the rulers, they, 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 they will have the, 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 the power to, uh, of the force. They will have the power, the strength of imposing themselves so that nothing can, uh, can oppose them. So in that way, uh, they are called bala, but actually there is no, uh, there is no, uh, there is no difference. So the 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 the, the bala, it's like uh, the the fearless uh, firmness that suppresses uh, the opposition. If rupa vachara and arupa vachara, not rupa vacha, and arupa vachara correspond to jhana attainments, does it mean that the one who practices uh, vipassana, yanika, cannot enter this realm? So, so a vipassana, so the yanika, that means a pure or uh, insight uh, meditator, one who follows the, the the path of pure inside will proceed mostly uh, with the, 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 the vipassana. And, um, and then the vipassana that is done there, uh, it's only on the sense sphere. It is done only on the sense sphere level because uh, the objects are related to the sense sphere. So, uh, that means that uh, that person cannot enter the realms of uh, of rupa vachara and arupa vachara because of the quality of the objects. So the objects are not strong enough to to to, to bring a shift in consciousness where the consciousness will 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 function on another level. So. So this is how it works. So if someone wants to practice the rupa vachara, that is the, 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 the fine material realm or the immaterial realm of, uh, of uh, sphere, uh, the immaterial sphere, for example, then they need to, to specifically uh, practice the, uh, the appropriate samatha exercises. Otherwise, they will not be able to attain that. And also, like re related to these uh, attainments, then we said also there was a question about the vipassana jhana. So I think uh, I have to bring that back again here. And uh, uh, someone who will be practicing pure insight can develop a very good level of concentration, but then it will only be kanika samadhi. Like it's the same quality as, a, as the upashara samadhi, that is the neighborhood concentration. But because it is only in the sense sphere, you know, in the, the kama, kama vachara, then uh, uh, it, it just remains at the level. But, it, but then these vipassana jhana, when they go to, uh, when they change the, the, the like Gautrebu, when they change the, the, the sphere of consciousness, when there is a, the attainment of the path or the fruit of Nibbana, then it's beyond the world. So it's a Lokuttara. So the Lokuttara is the fourth type of it. It's beyond the realm, uh, any 
uh, sense sphere, any any realms, the, the the three realms. So it is beyond that. They will re be reborn in a type of heaven, and it's, uh, I don't know if it's only the two-seater, but there is a specific uh, type of Ayaloka that is, uh, that is for them. And that's a good question, because that, that involves that the uh, Anagami will have reached uh, uh, quite a good level of, uh, of attainment, of uh, jhana. And I think, uh, yeah, that's a very good question. So. Uh, they say, they, it depends, I think there are different points of view uh, regarding that. They say that when somebody uh, reaches anagami, then the concentration is, is, um, is strong, you know, so it has the same, uh, the, the jhana, the rupa jhana are coming also together with that. But I am not sure, I am not sure. But definitely if someone is uh, anagami, that means he is not coming back to the, uh, uh, to the human realm. Ah, but actually that, that heaven, you know, it's not necessarily uh, Rupa Vachara, you know, it's not necessarily in the fine sphere. It, is, uh, it can be still in the Kama Vachara, like the, 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 the realm of the Devas. So in the realm of the Devas, then also the materiality is subtle, more subtle than the, than the human planes, but uh, it's not like the, 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 the really fine material uh, sphere. So they, are, they can be reborn in these... Uh, in these planes of existence, which is higher, which is uh, at another level than the human plane. And then they, they don't come back to the human level. And then when they die, then they, they still go to higher uh, type of uh, sphere of existence, or plane of existence. Your question is, in many places, the Buddha refers to the mindless or misguided wanderers of other sects, while he always provides ample reason. I still am not, I still cannot believe that the Dhamma is proprietary to Buddhism. As it is, his own teaching gave birth to multiple sects. It seems, it seems part of human nature and weakness to make as a goal an exclusive truth. What do you see? So here the point, uh, the person is right in the sense that uh, the, the Dhamma is not the property of Buddhism. And uh, some will say that uh, the Buddha was not even a Buddhist. So the Dhamma is a, is a natural law, and it's not uh, related to any specific sect or any specific organization or a specific religion. It is a natural law that, uh, uh, that is realized. So it's not the propriety of any uh, sectarianism. As it is, uh, 
And this is true that uh, the teaching as we have it gave birth to multiple types of uh, sect. So, of course, uh, human beings differ and uh, there will be differences with, uh, with uh, uh, the way they, they see things. That's, that's natural. So, the arising of the different sect will be uh, because some of them did, did not uh, uh, agree to some disciplinary points. Huh? So then they, they, they split, they say, no, no, we don't want to observe this rule. Or, you know, so they, 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 they did disagree on some uh, uh, issues on discipline. And sometimes also there were uh, sectarian uh, divisions because of uh, opinions and different uh, point of view on specific issues. But uh, the teaching of the Buddha did not uh, make the truth exclusive. And uh, one point that he, he really emphasized in his teaching is that uh, uh, whatever truth someone comes to realize, then the person should never proclaim this only is the truth. Everything else is wrong. So we can believe in something, we can be convinced about uh, a reality that uh, we deeply experience, but. Uh, uh, we should not come with, uh, with, the, with the exclusivity of saying I am right and everybody is wrong or this is the truth and uh, everything is false, something like that. But also there is uh, some, somewhere, you know, uh, there is the saying that uh, there is only one truth. So uh, there is only one reality, but there are different interpretations of it. And also, uh, it depends of which type of truth we are talking about. So if we are talking about uh, like uh, the fundamental truths of uh, Buddhism, then they are all the same. And everybody will agree, everybody who, 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 who uh, sympathizes with the Buddha's teaching will agree uh, with these uh, four fundamental principles, which is the truth of suffering, the truth of Dukkha, the truth of... Uh, the cause of Dukkha, the, troop, the truth of the cessation of Dukkha, and the truth of the way leading to the cessation of Dukkha. So, this we cannot discuss, like, it is, it is, it is natural. So, it's a natural law that if you do certain, certain things, you will accumulate Dukkha. And then if you avoid, or if you develop certain uh, other things, then the, the, you are on the path leading outside of the Dukkha. So, this is a truth that is a uh, it's uh, universal, but uh, we cannot say that everybody who says that uh, has achieved the truth has necessarily achieved this, uh, this, uh, th this truth. And also, these truths also can be seen on a, well, it, it can be seen on a superficial level, but uh, uh, the Buddha seems to have uh, really searched in the depth of, uh, of everything, and, it, and, the, and then his analysis also pushed him to, to understand deeply what is meaning, what is the meaning of, uh, of Dukkha. But he did not necessarily uh, say, no, this is... Uh, he said, no, no, he said actually that this is the only... Uh, there is only one truth regarding that. But it's not the Buddhist truth, it's just a natural truth. 
is it uh, is it uh, my answer is it uh, okay am i covering uh, <laughs> correctly Here, how to deal with the sexual desire in meditation. So, uh, so we have to see that uh, the desire is the mind. It is arising in the mind. So the source is in the mind. So we have to change the way, or we have to understand uh, that source, we have to understand the mind. And uh, there are different ways to deal uh, with this, as, we, as there are different ways to deal with uh, other hindrances, and uh, you can you can fight it or you can uh, uh, give antidotes. You know, like the antidotes uh, for the for this type of uh, of passion or desire. It's it's to meditate on uh, on repulsive objects, like you see corpse, and then when you don't see so much uh, the uh, the object to which you are very attracted, then uh, as a, if, if you don't see that object uh, as attracting or as as beautiful, then. Uh, uh, then the desire for it uh, diminishes a lot. So this is one way to uh, to counter uh, to counter to 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 counterbalance that uh, tendency. But also, if this is impossible or if you find it difficult, then another way is just to look at it, you know, without feeding that emotion because it's an emotion, it's a mental. So the more we entertain it, then the more it will develop. So if we just see it and then see it and then it, it just by itself it will pass away so if we are wise enough and uh, if we are also uh, clear enough to uh, to be aware that well this is not something to entertain it will not uh, bring us to uh, uh, very good results then uh, then by itself it, it will fade away if the buddha was teaching today Will he be explaining things in the language of uh, neurobiology and the attachment theory? So, uh, so what we when we look at the Buddha's teaching, uh, one thing that is striking to anyone who studied uh, his way of teaching uh, deeply is that uh, he was always considering to whom he was uh, delivering his uh, explanations, and then. Because of that, his language will always vary. Like if he was to talk with a farmer, he will use a farmer language. If he talks with a doctor, he will talk. He will use a medicine language. If he was to talk with a king, then he will use you know the the, the vocabulary and the, the standard of uh, of the, 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 the of a king. And then if, if he was to talk with a soldier, a warrior, or a commander of army, then he will talk also in function of. Uh, of the of uh, the, 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 the the mental or the the, the position of uh, the listener, so uh, I'm sure that if he was in uh, contact with neurobiologists, he will use the same terminology. Because language is uh, is there to convey us uh, a reality. It is uh, it is explaining reality itself. So. They are language or words are just symbols to convey uh, something deeper. So if we know how to use the symbols and the, uh, the expressions that the language carry, then we can uh, establish a proper communication. And actually, language is just a simple uh, way to communicate with each other. 
So words are just uh, creation. So there can be uh, technical words, like if we enter in the field of any uh, science or any specialization, philosophy or arts or some, some any specific field, then the technical language you will be using could be uh, very detailed. So same thing, like if you study Pali or if you go into the uh, the details of the Abadama or anything that is very specialist, if you are not so uh, accustomed to it, uh, it will seem to be um, uh, a little bit foreign to you. But uh, the more you get used to it and the more uh, you are familiar to that, then uh, the, the, the meaning or the message that they convey uh, is, uh, is relevant. So uh, if it was relevant, like I don't think he would talk about neurobiology to somebody who doesn't have much education or who, cannot, uh, who doesn't have the mind to grasp uh, uh, scientific theories. Is it possible to realize Nibbana without having concentration powerful enough to see Rupa Kalapas? So first of all, uh, uh, talking about the co concentration. Uh, concentration has to be to a minimum degree. And uh, a, minimum a minimum of power needs to, uh, to have been achieved before uh, having a, a clear sight of uh, reality. And uh, so the concentration is necessary. And then to see Rupa Kalapas, then uh, Rupa Kalapas is a, it's again, it is a concept. Mm? But it is a concept that uh, uh, directs us to a deep uh, perception of reality, not the conventional uh, reality. It's still a conventional reality because it's a, it's a, it's a concept, but uh, it is uh, speaking about something that is uh, beyond uh, uh, conceptual uh, constructions. So the mind has to be uh, concentrated enough to reach this, uh, this depth of, um, of uh, perception. So the, 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 the concentration that is necessary for that is, again, it is the neighborhood concentration, the Upachar Samadhi, or the momentary uh, concentration of uh, Kanika Samadhi. In the material jhana, we can distinguish from first to fourth jhana by jhana factors. How do we distinguish four fine material jhanas? Are, they, uh, are there any difference of uh, jhana factors or mental factors uh, in, a in the four fine material jhanas? And what is the difference between material four jhana and, uh, fourth and four fine material jhanas as mental factors? So uh, there is actually, uh, talking about uh, jhana factors or about jhanas, there are only four types of jhanas. Or if we use the uh, Abhidhamma, terminology, then it's a five uh, jhana, because they, uh, they divide the, the four jhana, they divide them in, in, in a fifth class by dividing the vitaka and vichara, the first jhana. So the first jhana uh, makes uh, two jhanas. But uh, anyway, talking about uh, four jhana, then the level of uh, the quality of the mind, that is the mental factor, the chitasika, uh, will be the same when somebody has reached the fourth jhana. And, uh, the difference, uh, like te technically, sometimes we say, okay, now the fifth jhana, the sixth, and the seventh, and the eighth, relating to the uh, to these uh, fine material jhanas. But actually, 
uh, it is just for the number, it is not uh, for the gradation. So a person who has reached the fourth jhana, uh, the mind cannot go calmer than that, cannot go uh, the, the, the deeper than that in the sense of concentration. So what will be changing is the object of uh, concentration. That's why also uh, the, 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 the sphere in which it is working, it is the arupa vachara and also the plane of existence where it is leading, it's uh, Arupa, which, uh, Arupa Bhumi, Arupa Loka. So, uh, so there is no difference in the Chetasika with these uh, eight types of, uh, not eight, but uh, with these five types of uh, jhana. And uh, it is just a difference with uh, the object. So someone reads the, the, the fourth jhana, like with the, uh, with the with the casina, and then uh, then the person changed the, the the object for an immaterial uh, object like the the, the inf infinite space or the infinite consciousness or the sphere of nothingness or the neither perception nor non perception. So the level of the mind is the same. Just the objects, the objects are changing, and also uh, the the. the the sphere in which uh, the object are leading us to is also changing. Yes. I think the question also asks um, about the jhana factors. They're different. Than yes. So, so this is it. So this is it. The mental factors. That is the the jhana factors. They are the mental factors are, are the uh, are the jhana factors are included in the mental factors. So it's the mental factors, the jhana factors, they, they remain the same. Like, uh, the, the jhana factors will just be the upekka and ekagata. But the mental factors also associated with that will, uh, will be the same as uh, for the other jhanas. Are the four elements seen as existing in space? Or is the space seen as an element? So uh, space is an element. And uh, you have different types of uh, space, but uh, space is defined as a non-concrete, uh, non-concrete uh, rupa, I think. And uh, the four elements, they are actually existing in space, but uh, where there is space, then there is uh, the, the four elements are not there. So the f the, the space is what is between. The, 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 the four elements. So the space is something that will delimit the, the boundary of uh, the elements. Like the four elements, they always come together. Like if we take it to the smallest uh, uh, imaginable uh, conception of, uh, of matter uh, that, is, uh, that is described with the, the Rupakalapa, then uh, the, in one Rupakalapa, which is the smallest unit uh, conceivable by the mind, uh, the four elements will be there, but there there will be no space. So uh, where will be space? Space will be what uh, separates one Kalapa from the other Kalapa. So space itself is an element. Why are the Kaya, the Saka Kalapa, that is the eight uh, uh, decad, dec the, the, the decayed uh, type of uh, Kalapas, 
Kaya Desaka, related to the body as well as uh, the Chakugana, Sota and Jiva, Desaka Kalapa. That is the this the the decayed body kalapas as well as the ear and the nose and the eyes and the tongue and the body. Why are they transparent and the rest, especially Adaya Dasaka Kalapa, non-transparent? So these these kalapas they they relate to uh, pasada rupa and uh, pasada means the clarity or clear clearness. It means also sensitivity, and uh, sometimes it can be translated as a translucid and reflective, uh, other than transparent. So the, the, the explanation of that can be quite elaborated, but uh, here I may briefly uh, explain. So the body, they compare the body as a, you know, a house of full of mirrors. And, uh, and then uh, they, they are called like uh, the six sense doors because uh, these dasaka kalapa, they are related to the five or the six. They are related to the five uh, sense doors. Yes. So, uh, like in the eye, you will have that type of uh, sensitivity in the ear, in the nose, and the, in the body, and in the in the taste also. So the translation also is the, like uh, it's like the, the the six clear bright mirror-like elements. So uh, the tra that translation mirror-like clearness it means that uh, these uh, sensitive uh, materiality, these sensitive uh, uh, kalapas have the possibility to to reflect an image and then also to uh, uh, also to uh, to be transparent. That is, the the light is going to pass through. So it's like the glass, uh, a glass, you know. So the 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 purpose of a glass or the function of a glass is that the glass can be a mirror. Huh? So if we if we look in the glass now, huh? it is it, it can be a mirror to uh, to what is inside the the room here. But also, if we look in the glass and during the daytime, then uh, we can see inside the house or we can see outside. So these dasaka uh, kalapa, uh, they are the doors or they are they, they play the function of of door in the way of uh, of glass. So. Uh, they are transparent because uh, they are sensitive to the impact of uh, these uh, five uh, sense objects. So if there is a contact with, uh, with the eye, then uh, the quality of transparency, the quality of uh, translucidity, 
uh, will make that uh, the object uh, by which the, the, that sensitivity or that, that uh, decayed kalapa is in contact will be uh, translucid, it will, it, will, it will pass through and also it will be uh, resonating with the type of sensitivity that will uh, make the mind uh, aware of it. So uh, it is transparent, it is translucid and uh, uh, sometimes also it can be reflective like uh, in the way of a, of, a, of a mirror. So when it comes to the uh, mind base then the mind or itself uh, is, uh, is reflecting whatever sense uh, perception is coming, whatever sense object is coming to the, uh, uh, the sense base. But the question is, is especially related to the Adaya uh, Dasaka, that means the, uh, uh, art, the, the, the art base, the art base uh, although it has uh, ten uh, characteristics, uh, uh, it is not a transparent uh, kalapa because uh, the art base there functions just in the way of support. It's not a, 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 it, it's not a sensitive organ, like the eye is a sensitive organ. So if the eye is in contact with uh, with some matter, then it will be it will vibrate. It will uh, reflect uh, the the color because of the, uh, the, the, the its power of, of absorption of the light and the ear also will, will vibrate, will, will be sensitive and will uh, uh, make clear the sound that is in contact with it. But uh, the art base is just, uh, it is just a material, uh, mater just a material quality that will support the mind. So the mind itself is a base, but the mind, the, the mind or is the, 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 the bhavanga, the life continuum, or also the different uh, functions that the consciousness is, uh, is having when it is uh, uh, interpreting, when it, when it is perceiving the, 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 the mental object or the sense object that has, that has been uh, converted on the mental level. So because of that, the adaya dasaka kadapa is not uh, transparent. I mean, I may not be uh, so clear, but uh <laughs> but when you see with your meditation, when you see with the meditation, then you see the difference. Like the pasada or that, uh, it's a quality of uh, sensitivity. Here, the Buddha has said how difficult it is to be reborn in the human plane. Yet, since the time of the Buddha, the human population has increased drastically. <laughs> so, in Buddhist view, why is this? Is it, uh, is it becoming easier to be reborn in the human plane? <laughs> Maybe it's a visa question, I don't know. <laughs> but... Uh, It's, so it, why is that? It's because it's just a kamma. So you have uh, more beings that have the potential to uh, to be in the like I explained the way I can. Uh, so you have more pot more beings that uh, that have the potential to be reborn in the human plane. So they they do. Uh, so it's not it's not because of that 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 it is easier to to be reborn in the human plane. Like the the following question is. Uh, 
related to that. Also, the human species is a relatively new species on Earth. When no human existed, what happens to the human plane? So, uh, when no humans existed, then uh, human planes will be there, but not in the universe. So, uh, in the universe, we have seen that there are 31 planes of existence. Huh? So, uh, this is making for one universe. So it is possible that uh, that sometimes, like when there is the destruction of the universe, then it starts from below and then it get it get destroyed. Huh? So sometimes there is no human uh, plane on uh, on one level of existence, one takawala, uh, one uh, world um, world. Uh, Chakawala. This is like a one universe. So in one universe, there is only one uh, human plane. But actually, there are infinite numbers of universes. So uh, if the human plane is not existing on one uh, Chakawala, then it is ex it is ex it can exist in uh, other uh, dimensions or in other uh, uh, universes. Universe and the universe are, are just infinite in numbers. Also, if we talk about uh, the uh, the number of human uh, reborn uh, nowadays on Earth, still, although we are many, uh, still uh, compared to the to the world of insect or animal taken all together, then there is not uh, you know humans are not too much like uh, insects. We just look at the amount of insects in this. Uh, in this compound, you know, under the earth and uh, every flying, and so there is a lot more. And then also, if we add all the animals, the very small animals, and uh, and uh, the beings that we are not seeing, and uh, the, the, the all kinds of uh, planes also that are not uh, uh, easily analyzed, but uh, uh, compared to that, then the the, the 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 number of human beings uh, are very uh, very limited. Here there is a question that will interest uh, most of you and, uh, and then I would like you to think a little bit and we can meditate also when, uh, when we uh, uh, think about the question. Is the Bodhisattva under two teachers attain the fourth and the fifth Arupa Jhana? Actually, he just attained uh, the fourth Arupa Jhana like the, 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 the last one that he had practiced under this teacher is the uh, Nevasanya, Nev Nasanya. So anyway, uh, the Bodhisattva under two teachers attained the fourth uh, Arupajana, but determine this was not uh, the way. He then continued with his uh, ascetic practices when on the full moon he was under the Bodhi tree in Bodhgaya, his breakthrough came when he remembered as a child going into jhana and thought maybe this was the way. And he went into the jhana and the deep states of insight. But when he was doing the Arupajana, 
here to have gone through the two to the Rupa Janas. Yet the implication is that it was his childhood experience that led once again to go into the jhana under the Bodhi tree. So you know the story of the Buddha uh, when he was uh, uh, striving for enlightenment and when he was uh, trying to, to attain the truth. Uh, in these days he was uh, uh, going through a very hard practices of uh, ascetism and he was really dedicated to the point that, uh, that he almost starved himself to death. So his attitude was uh, an attitude of uh, mortification, an attitude of uh, an extre ex extreme, extreme uh, attitude. So here it is spoken the, like the, the question is related to the way and also the answer also is related to the way. Like uh, he determined that uh, this was not the way. So what does it convey? What the, what the way convey to us? Here yeah, I will say that uh, the way, first, it conveys uh, the attitude. So it changed his attitude. Then he remembered his childhood. So what is the attitude of a child? What was it, his attitude at that time? If we read the story, then uh, he had gone with his parents when it was the, the time of harvesting, I think, or it was a time of work in the fields. So uh, at that time he went, like uh, he was too young, so when the parents and the servants and everybody uh, involved uh, under, the, 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 under his family uh, obligation, uh, when the, all these people they were working in the field, then he was sitting under a tree in the shade, and then, uh, then he was looking. He was looking, and uh, he probably was looking at these uh, uh, people, you know, just ploughing the, the, the field and working very hard. So this was one thing. Uh, although he might not have realized uh, the depth of the of the implication, and also he was looking at the birds eating uh, insects. And uh, he was looking at the nature. But also he had a very deep sense of security. And uh, he, was, uh, he was very much at ease. So uh, also he had, uh, I think he had the innocence or the, the, the mind of a child that uh, he was there and he, he was very fresh. So he was refreshed to the experience, and also he was observing very carefully. But uh, the state of uh, peace and also the, the, the state of mind that, uh, that he had uh, brought him to experience the jhanas. But also his attitude as a child was a very balanced 
attitude, like he was not striving for anything. He was just in a state of uh, observation, and uh, he was not, uh, uh, probably was not hungry, and uh, everything was fine. So this, uh, uh, these factors led him to the, uh, uh, to attain the jhana. So here we see that uh, he had everything was very much into balance. So his physical conditions were balanced and also his mental faculties also were very balanced. So the way that, uh, that uh, he was referring there is the, is the middle way. And the middle way conveys us, I mean, the, the middle way refers to uh, avoiding the, the, the extreme of uh, indulging in sense pleasure or the extreme of uh, mortifying and torturing ourselves. So there he was just in the, in the middle way, and he was not putting too much uh, uh, extra uh, efforts that uh, will bring him uh, in balance. And what might, what might have been uh, the practice or the attitude that he had with these other teachers? This is difficult to say, but uh, uh, one possibility is that uh, the jhanas that he was practicing were aiming at uh, getting rid of uh, suffering or at escaping suffering, but in the way that will not involve uh, looking at suffering itself deeply. And, uh, it might have involved just cutting yourself from, 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 from observation. And uh, uh, the samadhi sometimes can be strong enough just to, to lead you to, uh, uh, to a state where the mind is not, uh, not investigating or not uh, uh, looking at things. So, uh, So here, the, the, the practice itself might have been different. Like the, 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 the practice by which also these jhanas were attained will have been maintained, will have been developed with, uh, uh, with the sustained ascetism, I don't know. But uh, uh, they might have uh, been supported by, by having just uh, you know, complete uh, suppression of everything without, uh, in, without uh, looking so much. So the way also, like uh, the question is related to the way, so the Bodhisattva thought, maybe this is not the way and uh, then he thought about his ch childhood, maybe this is the way. But uh, the way that he is talking about implies uh, not, not only the way in the sense of going, in the sense of the, the procedure, but in the way, in the, in the sense of perspective. So the person, like the, the, the perspective will be a perspective of the aim. Where is that, where am I uh, going to? or what am I uh, aiming at? So uh, it, comes to, it comes to the view, uh, what is called the, the view, and what is called in, in Buddhism the right view. That means there uh, with the right view, jhana is part of the practice, but jhana is not the aim. 
So that's a, that's a big difference. Jhana is not the end of the practice. Jhana is just a mean. So the perspective also was uh, one perspective of content, that is, he was looking deeply in uh, reality, so he was having a very close observation of uh, this uh, natural phenomenon. And uh, if we see in the, the Samaditi Sutta, you know, one of the factors that, that will uh, define uh, uh, right view is, the, is to see the conditionality and also like uh, one type of right view would be to see uh, the four causes, the four uh, ahara, the four nutriments of existence. So there you have the, that every being subsists on nutriment. So we all need to survive, we need to eat food. This is one type of nutriment. And then uh, we all want to survive also because uh, of, uh, of, uh, we want to experience, we want to feel, so the contact is also a source of, uh, of uh, that will uh, uh, stimulate our craving. And then another way of, uh, of seeing is existence also is the support, the cause of uh, the, the mental volition. So the mental volition, the craving for uh, wanting to create and wanting to, wanting to do, this is uh, something that is uh, involved in the in the causes and the last one also the fourth is the hmm. huh? yeah yeah consciousness so the vinyana also is a supporting factor for uh, wanting to, to uh, not wanting to be, but uh, uh, is a supporting uh, cause that is uh, that is conditioned by by craving, and this is the the, the craving to to be, you know, the the, the craving to be conscious. So uh, so that means that uh, when <coughs> the Buddha realizes Buddhahood, he he saw the conditionality of existence. So not only uh, not only he went into a deep state of uh, samadhi and also a deep state of meditation, but uh, these deep states of uh, of samadhi brought him uh, insight into into the into the reality of uh, existence together with their uh, causes. Also, his practice of anapana will probably have been a little, little bit different. So. Uh, it, it is said uh, in that uh, uh, he was also practicing a, a type of uh, anapana, or, so we don't know, but uh, they say that he was controlling the breath, or sometimes he would stop breathing, you know, and uh, so the, the anapana that is described there would not be anapana based on just observation, where you just observe the breath as it is. And uh, the way that the anapana sutta sati also is uh, is explained with the commentaries is that this is where actually they, they say that uh, uh, 
uh, this is an originality, originality to the to the Buddha's teaching is that uh, anapanasati is described as uh, being felt, like it starts with uh, with experiencing the breath, experiencing it at the touching point. Also, they say that not everybody would agree with this, but the commentary says no, no. It is experiencing the breath and specifically where it is touching, that is in the area of, uh, of the nose. So what this involves, this involves that uh, the person is aware of, uh, of all the physical activity of the breathing. Because if we are just, if it, this relates to the, to the body itself. So whatever area is connected to the breathing, the whole body is following. And also, uh, a person who is doing anapanasati properly will also uh, be aware of uh, of his mind. So uh, that junction of uh, of uh, body and mind is very important, and also the attitude of just bare observation of of the phenomenon uh, with a clear mind is what is fundamental to the uh, to this to its realization. So uh, I think that this is some of the aspects that. Uh, will uh, make him differentiate between uh, his uh, previous practice, that is, he had adopted the middle way, and also the perspective he had on reality was a little bit deeper, uh, involving more uh, uh, phenomenon, and also uh, more understanding towards uh, this same phenomenon. Do you have a better answer than that? There is a, a question here, is, uh, can you explain about emptiness? So, yes, I can explain it, but uh, uh, not now, because it's a long, uh, long uh, explanation. Here another one is, uh, please, what can one do to weaken and undermine the sense of self? It seems that this is the major reason for preventing jhana. So uh, this is not really the major, I will not say that this is the major reason for preventing jhanas. Like the major re reason to prevent jhana will be the hindrances and the lack of uh, balancing the, 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 the faculties. But the, the way to weaken the, the sense of self is uh, by maybe cultivating good qualities, but the real undermining of the sense of self is uh, when one practices a vipassana, that is when one starts to investigate what is self. So the more you are uh, having your eyes open on, on uh, this phenomenon to which you identify yourself, the more uh, you, uh, you break up the, 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 this construction of uh, the existence of a self. So the more you understand the causes and the, the, the material by which the, the, the self is built, then, uh, the, then the less uh, this self is uh, taken uh, seriously. Here, do you think that the significant size-wise vibrant monastic presence is necessary to establish the Dhamma in the West? And if so, what do you see the challenge being in getting this to happen? 
do you believe that the Western people will uh, support and accept this ancient, in some ways, uh, dated institution? Yes, it is said that uh, the monastic presence is necessary to be uh, to for the Dhamma to get established, you know, uh, wherever it goes, because uh, the monastics are, are just those who are devoted completely to to the practice, and also monastics have the possibility to uh, to understand the Dhamma uh, uh, deeply. So, if you have a, a vibrant monastic presence, then uh, there are there is more chance that uh, the Dhamma gets established here. And it's, uh, it has already started to happen. So what are the challenges being in getting this to happen? Well, the challenge is uh, the material, uh, mat uh, the, 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 the valuing too much uh, materialism. Yes, to some extent, you know, the Western people will support and accept this uh, ancient uh, uh, institution. Because we are all spiritual, we all need we all need uh, uh, that uh, the spiritual food. So uh, to see people committed to a spiritual life uh, can be inspiring for for uh, for us. So yes, maybe. But I don't know. But I think yes, I think uh, it is it, it is possible. But uh, still, uh, the the challenges are always there. Yeah, the last question is: uh, Will you please speak about karma in relation to accidents? Uh, more specifically, I, I am wondering about the loss of life in tragic nat natural diseases or. The slaughters of innocent uh, good people who were only in the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, the acts of uh, violence, malice, and intentional uh, holocaust. So, uh, so karma, the law of karma can uh, are very much integrated. You know, so it's difficult to say. So there, there are some uh, types of karma that are due to accidents, and uh, the, the people die just, uh, uh, they just die accidentally. <laughs> but what are the causes? The causes are, are karma, so I don't know, I don't know how to elaborate uh, regarding that. You know, some people say, yes. There's a sutta where the Buddha gives eight reasons why things happen. Okay, yes. And seven of them are not common. Okay. It's things like earthquakes uh -huh. and bandits. Yes. And the government. Uh -huh. And ill health. Yes. I don't remember the full list. Yes. But and then the eighth one is common. Okay. So some stuff ah. is not. Yes, yes. Oh. I think that's in the Andhra. Yes. 
Like I think also they, it is related sometimes to what someone experiences, so in the way of feeling or so, uh, like there was a debate re uh, regarding, okay now, uh, uh, is everything that one experience, one feels, is that all, is all of that related to the karma or not? And then the, the, the reply is not, you have some feelings that are due to illness, there are some feelings due to the, to, to the, to the temperature or to the body positions or to uh, other causes, the food also can be a source of, uh, of, uh, of experiencing the different types of feelings, so not only karma. So in this, uh, with this parallel, I think, it can uh, it can support this you but you please look at the reference yeah. but then that then that will mean that uh, if the person dies because of uh, uh, being at the wrong place then it, it it will have to be with this karma don't you think so anyway we can you can bring it uh, with the quotations we can uh, we can look at it if we don't understand it also we can ask maybe the sad or Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.